0: Welcome to the Fortune Management Practice Mastery Podcast. Each episode, we bring you powerful conversations with thought leaders in the dental, veterinary, optometry, and medical industries. At Fortune Management, we coach doctors and teams to have an extraordinary practice and an extraordinary life. I'm Kim McGuire, host of the Practice Mastery Podcast. Today I am chatting with our longtime friend of fortune, Fred Joyal. He is the co-founder of 1-800 Dentist and been a dental marketing guru for decades. You may know him from his two books focused on dental marketing, Everything is Marketing and Becoming Remarkable. His latest book is Super Bold. This is a book that everyone and anyone can benefit from. Have there been times in your life or in your practice where you want to be bolder? or even more self-confident? As a coach, I get asked all the time if there's a book to help with self-confidence. Well, this is the one I know everyone will get a ton out of my conversation with Fred. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm Kim McGuire, host of the Practice Mastery Podcast, and I have my friend here with me, Fred Joyal. Welcome, Fred.
1: Great to be here, Kim. Looking forward to chatting and bringing some massive value to everyone who's listening.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, for people who don't know, Fred, you have a long history in the dental world. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into dentistry and maybe your history with 1-800-DENTIST?
1: Well, to keep it short, I worked in the advertising world and then in the 80s started a company called 1-800-DENTIST, which became the largest dentist referral service in the country. And was very successful for many, many years. Uh, ran a lot of TV ads, actually a half a billion dollars of television advertising over the time I was running. it. eventually, uh, I no longer own the business and it's a it's a kind of a pale shadow of what it once was. It still works, but I don't own it anymore. But over the course of that time, I learned a lot about consumer behavior and about best practices for dentists in converting, potential patients into real patients and a lot of that is about the patient experience so I've written a couple of marketing books for the dental industry on that uh, that we can talk about that are uh, considered the Bibles of practice marketing uh or at least that's what people tell me I don't that sounds like I'm bragging but
0: they sure are well I know that when everything is marketing came out we certainly bought them for all of our clients it's it's must read it's it's a Mandatory reading for all Fortune clients. And then, of course, Becoming Remarkable a couple of years ago, Fred really helped the dental practices, especially with being remarkable online, which is the way people advertise these days, the way they market.
1: Yeah. So, the, you know, a, a lot of what Becoming Remarkable is, is how to create a practice everyone can't resist remarking about. And they're going to remark to human beings, but they're also going to remark online. And that's what you want happening in a massive way in this day and age. You have to have that going on. So it it talks about how you make that happen and and all sorts of other things that enhance the the thinking of everything is marketing. And of course, everything is marketing. The basic principle is everything that you do either increases or decreases case acceptance. Nothing is neutral. And when you understand that and your team understands that, all of a sudden, the patients start responding differently. They accept more treatment. They refer more people. Uh, The practice is more productive, more profitable. The team is actually having a great time because people are accepting. So when you do that, when you understand the mindset and then you put the things into practice, everything changes for the better.
0: It's awesome. We love those books, and it's all about culture. And of course, that's one of the things that we highly focus on at Fortune with the, you know, creating an amazing culture of the practice, and the profits will follow. So, Fred, you have then over the last couple of years also written another book, which we're going to talk about today called Super Bold. So tell us a little bit about what was your inspiration to write Super Bold?
1: So when you say it, sometimes people think he wrote a book about the Super Bowl, you know, uh, you know, no, it's super bold with a D bold. It's about how to harness the superpower of boldness. And the reason I wrote it is because I figured out how to become bold because I grew up very shy and, uh, introverted and underconfident. And I, was hesitating and missing opportunities. And I've just figured out hesitation is really the opportunity killer. And I had to figure out a way through it. So I started to emulate bold people and just figured out how to transform myself over decades. And then I eventually I was teaching some high school students, uh, you know, some of my life lessons. And uh, one of the things I said is boldness is a superpower. And they said, that's great how do we do that? And so, you know, I made the public declaration. I said on stage, I will write a book so that you can know how to do it. So I had to write the book and figure out (laughs) exactly how to, how to get it across. So I created a thing called the pride method, which is a step-by-step way of building your confidence and boldness rapidly and steadily. And there's a whole bunch of exercises in the book that you can do that, move you up gradually to bolder and bolder and bolder from wherever you are. However, you could be like, you know, the total wallflower or you could be pretty bold. I have people who are really bold and they read the book and they go, I need to do more stuff. So wherever they are, I'm, I'm moving them up. And then it becomes a lifelong journey of building your boldness muscle so that that skill is there when it matters most, because this is what I've really seen is a lot of people are confident most of the time, except when it's really important. I I, I was just talking to somebody, a young woman, really outgoing, really connects with everybody, just a great energy, wouldn't even think of getting on stage. Oh, no, no, I could never do that. And I went, why? <laughs> what? what would be the difference between the way you're behaving right now? You but she does they, she's got a gap. And that terrifies her. And there's no reason for it except the stuff in her head, right? It's and so exactly. a lot of the book is about fix your head. And you gotta wanna change. You gotta wanna stop missing opportunities. There's no point in reading the book or, you know, or any book really, on on, on self improvement if you're actually just reading it for the fun of it. You, you got to do stuff. You got to change stuff.
0: That's exactly right. Well, we're going to go through the pride method. I just want to, you know, for our listeners, you probably know this is a dental podcast or it's really about, you know, the practice mastery podcast is really with thought leaders across the industry. And obviously, Fred is a thought leader. However, this book is for anybody. This is not a dental focused book. And, you know, people over the years, Fred, have always asked me as I, you know, I coach them, do you have a book on self-confidence and really all personal development books could be helping you improve your self-confidence. However, Fred, you've written a book that is truly about how to Be more bold and, you know, from underconfident to charismatic in 90 days is the tagline. And it's it's just it's just phenomenal. I had many aha moments and I'm a pretty outgoing person. So it was it definitely impacted me. Why don't you take us through the pride system or the pride method? The
1: pride method. Yes. So it's a five step method that you employ with the exercises. But actually, it starts to apply to any situation where you're trying to summon your boldness and build yourself up, or it's a situation where it's important and you need to act. So it's a uh, pride is an acronym. And I, and I like the acronym because and people say, well, pride is that is pride, a one of the seven deadly sins or something like that. It's like, well, why wouldn't you want to live a life you're proud of? I, I, so what I'm trying to do is I, I want, that. Yes. yeah, so that my actions are based on that and my contribution, my impact, being there for people when they need me, having people with my other books, helping them out. They read the books and they come back and they say, I get it now. I understand that dentistry is a business and I have to market it a certain way. And all, they, they have all these epiphanies. That makes me proud that I have figured out a way to help them. So pride is, you know, can be a very powerful thing to aim for. But the acronym stands for preparation, relaxing, insight, dosage, and everyday action. And I'll explain each one of them. So preparation, let's say you're a dentist and you want to ask a patient to do a video testimonial for you. One of the most powerful things you can do for your marketing is get a patient testimonial. So it's a good example you have to prepare. You have to know what you're going to say to the patient. You can't hope you're going to be inspired with the right words because what's going to happen is you're going to be nervous and hesitant and you're going to worry about, oh, they're going to think I need something from them and they're going to ask something from me and maybe they're going to do a good job. Your brain goes abuzz with unhelpful stuff. And so you need to find the words to say, I, I give the words in my books, but you need to rehearse the words so you're comfortable. And it's something like this. If you really like the care we offered you, we'd love to treat more people like you. So what would help us is if you just took 30 seconds and did a video testimonial for us, just off the cuff, talking about what it's like to be a patient of ours. And if you don't like it, we'll erase it. But it would really help us if you did it. And it's just, just going to take a minute. Would you do that for us? If they say no, it's all right. Then you yeah. say, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I Because they, they go like, oh, I don't like to do that. I'm never looking good on camera. And it's like, you got a great smile. Like I said, we won't use it if you don't like it. But what happens is nine times out of 10, they say yes. But you know what? 10 times out of 10, they don't say yes if you don't ask them. Exactly, and I can yep. offer. Oh, can I do a video testimonial for you? Yeah, you one out of every 400 patients might <laughs> say something like that, and then forget to do it. So, right, exactly. Preparation. You're just preparing the words and whatever it is you're gonna do a presentation to people. uh You're gonna you're doing a treatment plan. Rehearse it with your treatment coordinator. What are we gonna say? What are we gonna say if they say it's too much? You know, are we gonna wait? before we offer financing, which is obviously one of the rules of case presentation. That's preparation (laughs) is learn to shut up, when to be quiet, and then what to say when they say, oh, that's more than I was interested in spending. Oh, you're thinking of it as cost rather than investment. That's preparing the right words. You know why? Because the right words work, and the wrong words go nowhere. So that preparation in everything becomes essential. And in all sorts of social situations, you want to meet somebody, you want to do a eulogy for somebody, all of these things, prepare yourself. One of the beautiful things about preparation is it gives you the opportunity to be spontaneous because you got your fallback position. You know what you could say. And in the moment, you may discover something and say that instead. Because you've, you've built your confidence up. You've got like, I know what I'm going to say. And then you look at them and you go, I to say this instead. Cause you're, you're there, you're in the moment and you and your brain is going wide open cause you're not anxious. One of the things that preparation does is relaxes you, mm-hmm. which is the second step. The R in the pride is preparation relaxes you. All of the steps of the pride method work together. But there's also, there's ways to relax yourself. First thing to do, check your physiology. What are you doing? Are your shoulders up around your neck? Are you folding your arms? What is your body language telling somebody? Or what are you doing that you don't know that you're unconsciously doing? Are you fidgeting? Whatever the heck it is, shake it off. Acknowledge it, notice it, shake it off. And when you relax your body, it relaxes you. But then you really want to look at your breathing and say, am, am I breathing normally? Why, why would I be holding my breath? Who knows? Right? I think it goes back to being on the African plane trying to keep from being killed right by a wild animal. But it's not helpful in the modern world. I always point this out to people is the body has the exact same reaction to psychological danger as it does to physical danger. the autonomic nervous system jumps in fight flight or freeze it's got a plan and it doesn't involve a lot of thinking right and a lot of creativity it shuts those things off those are not helpful and so the other thing you can do is just breathe take three deep breaths and it has an amazing ability to relax you and when you relax yourself it relaxes you more because you say, oh, wow, I can, I can relax myself. I shook myself out and I kind of feel more relaxed and I'm breathing and I'm, I'm a little more relaxed and it drives you back down more into relaxation, just like being nervous and noticing makes you more nervous, especially if somebody else says, what, what are you so nervous for? It's like, oh, no, it shows. I'm now I'm even more nervous. Um, exactly. Yeah. So it's the, you, you, you reverse the direction of it. And then you're off and running. Usually as soon as you start speaking or start doing what, you know, step into the ring, once you let the door lock behind you, you're kind of in and away you go. But because you're committed now. Yeah. But that's, that's what relaxing can do for you.
0: Right. And you've prepared. So then you relax and then you can go for it. Right. Yeah. And now
1: you're, you and I know this about being on stage when you're doing public speaking is you're not calm and like super, you know, you're fully energized. you're not nervous. it's turned into energy that's positive and powerful. instead of an impairment, which is the, this you know body's using all its energy to be nervous and apprehensive and anxious, that's it's it's got nothing left. So that's relaxation is key. The other really important thing as you build your confidence and this is what the bold people know these things and some of them they know them instinctively and they just act that way but the reality is people are not thinking about you anywhere near as much as you think they are you think they're they're having this judgment about you and it's and it and it's elaborate and detailed and they're spending half the day thinking about you because that dumb thing you did or that silly thing you said or that funny thing you're wearing or whatever the heck it is and they're not they're thinking about themselves. They're moving back to their favorite topic. And then they're thinking about what other people think about them. They're spending their energy doing
0: Yeah. This is one of the secrets to life, Fred, that people aren't thinking about you. You're thinking about you. And uh, so getting your head out of that, it's
1: great. Yeah. If you And bold people just, they don't take that on. They, the, the number of people whose opinions matter to them is very small. And everybody else is at a one or a zero. But even if, you know, because we have all crazy judgments about people all the time. And, you know, based on their hair or their suit or their car. And and we're wrong like 95% of the time about who they are. But it's like a reflex in human beings. So they don't know you. So why worry about what they're thinking about you? When people say, oh, people are going to laugh at me. I always say, what people? Which people? Do you know them? Do they know you? Yeah. Uh, if they think you're a jerk, does that make you a jerk? Uh, if they, you know, if they think you're brilliant, does that make you brilliant? Does that any, does that change your IQ? Any of those things? I don't think so. So right. don't, don't take it on. So that that's important to understand as an insight, as you go out into the world and you're building your confidence. The other thing that's really important is bold people know that 99% of the time, Nothing bad happens, but in your brain, you're telling yourself something bad will happen. We're brilliant at coming up with the worst case scenario or a dozen bad scenarios. We're terrible at calculating the percentage of time that they'll actually happen. Just like going back to asking for referrals. Oh, they're going to be offended. They're going to think I'm grubby and needy and all of this stuff. You're like, they're not. They make videos all the time. Most of the time, they're drunk when they do it. So, <laughs> it, like, they don't, they're not, that it's not a big deal to make a video. And it's not a big deal to ask somebody to make a, a video, to ask a favor of somebody that you have brought value into their life. So, that insight about nothing bad happens, bold people proceed and they never label it as bad. The biggest failures are just stairways to success for them. And when you transform that perception to, oh, I don't have to be embarrassed. I can just go, how can I turn this situation around? I I love the example of just like if I spilled wine on myself at dinner, right down the front of my shirt, I could go, oh, no, this is horrible. This is embarrassing. I'm going to be people are going to be thinking I'm clumsy. We have a giant script about all of the things they're going to tell themselves all night long. they're not of course or you could just say this is why my dry cleaner loves me (laughs) and (laughs) everybody laughs and you got you're the guy with the big stain and the big smile and it's gone because you chose not to be embarrassed you chose not to be humiliated it's a choice to not make it bad and when you move through life like that and say there's there's something good in everything even even saying the wrong thing, trying the wrong thing. Uh, You know, a lot of the exercises are designed in the book are designed for failure. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to do this. You're going to smile at everybody you meet until they don't smile back. Somebody doesn't smile back. And then you're not going to take it on. You're consciously not going to take on the fact that they didn't smile because there could be a hundred reasons why they didn't smile and you don't know them. So when you, when you build up that callous of, you know, I'm not taking on rejection because it's meaningless. That's, mm. that's what bold people do. That's how they move through the world. And that's why they it. get stuff done. That's why they try new stuff. That's why they meet anybody they want to meet. So those insights, and there's a few more insights in the book as well, but those are key. And then dosage is the D controlling the intensity of the experience. Because the goal is to keep moving into your discomfort zone, but to a degree that you can handle it. You're not, you don't feel totally relaxed and comfortable. You're pushing your boundary just like you would with exercise. Those last seven or eight or nine reps that you do are the ones that matter, that that, that build the extra muscle that change you. It's the same thing with building your confidence and boldness muscles. You're pushing yourself. At a level you can handle, but you are pushing yourself. And then you retreat back in your comfort zone and restore yourself, but then you come right back out and do it again. You don't overwhelm yourself. If you're, if you're really shy at parties, don't say, I'm just going to go to a party where I don't know anybody and meet 20 people. You won't meet right. anybody. You'll spend the night in the bathroom. But if you say, I'm going to meet a stranger every day,
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Figuring out that dosage for you, I think is key to like have the self-awareness to know what is my dosage on this, right?
1: Right. Your own dosage. Don't go by somebody else's dosage or any, and no, everybody's track is different. Everybody's starting from a different place with different inhibitors that hit them along the way, growing up bad parental messaging, whatever it is, you know, a couple of hurtful things that happened when they were really sensitive, you know, high school is a pretty rough time for a lot of people, you know, it's, it's, it's a cruelty zone. Uh, right. And, you know, if you can teach a high school kid to let that stuff bounce off of her, she'll be unstoppable. It's uh, awesome. is you want this for yourself and you want to release yourself from the bondage of that. So yeah. dosage is really important. And then the final step is everyday action. Do a boldness exercise every day. Because what happens when you do stuff every day is your brain says, oh, this is who we are. We are a bold person. We do bold stuff. If you dabble in anything, the brain says, we're a dabbler. We exercise occasionally. Every once in a while, we play the piano. We try this and try that, and we never get to anything in a concentrated way. The brain acknowledges that as that's not who we are. That's just something we do occasionally. Where anything important. This is, this is a life skill anyway, is anything you do that's important to you, get to it every day, even if it's for five minutes, because the brain goes, oh, okay, I guess we got to work on this. The brain does 20 times more work unconsciously than it does consciously. So you want to set yourself up for, oh, like, and do it, do it early. Do a boldness exercise every day. One of the basic things I say is make it a habit. Talk to strangers all the time, every day, wherever you are, grocery store, uh, elevator, uh, in line at a Starbucks. Talk to somebody that you don't know. And that boldness muscle gets bigger and you just get good. You get creative at saying something. And And one of the great ways, you know, when I talk about the exercises, just Use compliments, questions and compliments are are magic. You don't have to be clever. You don't have to be funny. You don't have to be brilliant. You just have to be nice. Exactly. In fact, those other
0: three are not as helpful right? Right. Just being That's, nice. Exactly. Yeah. So you go through in the book, so many different exercises. So you, you just said one of them, giving people compliments or, you know, talking to strangers at the Starbucks or wherever you go every single day. What are some other exercises where you can become bolder?
1: Well, one of the things I, my favorite actually, uh, in, in the, in the early levels is every time you see a sign that says employees only go in. <laughs> right. Nothing bad happens. No one will beat you to death. You will not be arrested. Most of the time, they won't even say anything. Right. No, no but people, because the only thing really keeping you out is the sign. That's what everybody's assuming the sign does the job. If you came in, you must be an employee. I've, I've had it happen where people say, oh, you know, this is for employees only. And I would say, I am an employee, just not here. So I misunderstood it. <laughs> And they look at me like like I'm crazy, right? And then I leave. You know why? Because nothing bad happened. I was deliberately going where I didn't belong. And we tell ourselves, oh, I and there's all of these situations. Oh, I don't belong in this group. Oh, I don't. I'm not worthy to talk to this person. She's too successful. He's too famous. He's too smart. Whatever. He's too rich. And we have a million reasons why we're not worthy. Guess what? Bold people never say that to themselves. They have a mantra that says, I belong everywhere. And it's a powerful thing. They don't even, it's just the way they act. I teach people to say it. Just wherever you are, just say, I belong here. Because you do. You're a human being, just like everybody else. You know, they may have made more money, done more stuff, so what?
0: Yep. It's really belief systems, right? Bold people just have a different set of beliefs because they've built that muscle. And when for we talk about in fortune, is we have more references to support our new belief systems. So when you walk into the where the you know employees only walk through that door or you chat with somebody in the Starbucks line, you're building your muscle so that you can be more confident. Love that.
1: Yeah, and, and it builds new neural pathways. That's what you really have to realize is. When you change your behavior at any point in your life, you're building new neural pathways. They they used to think the brain stopped developing at 18 or 19 or something like that. Now they realize it's constantly developing and redeveloping. The other thing that's happening is that shy behavior and that underconfident behavior atrophies because every time you do something bold, there's a reinforcement of it. If you meet somebody in a Starbucks and you say, wow, that's a, just a fantastic handbag. You know, my wife would love it if I got her one of those. Uh, was it a gift or did you get it for yourself as a gift? They're pretty happy cool. about the handbag. No. I've never met a woman who wasn't happy about her handbag. <laughs> um, and and she'll tell you who gave it to her, probably throw out the price. Um, and, and what did and you, you do? You made somebody feel better about themselves. What, what a great thing to walk around doing. I'll do this in Starbucks. I'll do this all the time. Uh, they'll give me a, a, a latte and I'll sip it and I'll come back to the barista and I'll say, excuse me. And now they're like, oh, here comes the complaint. <laughs> and I'll say, this is absolutely perfect. And you see the smile and you realize nobody says this to them. People just complain when it's not right, but nobody says it's just right. That's so why right. not sprinkle that fairy dust all around wherever you go, and it, it now you've got a feedback loop that's going on, rewarding your boldness, rewarding talking to strangers and making them feel good about themselves. Love it. These are powerful things that you can do to yourself. Eventually, I'm going to have you singing karaoke badly and and putting headphones and dancing outside on the street in front of Starbucks because you know what? Nothing bad happens. People may think you're crazy. It doesn't make you crazy. You don't have to institutionalize yourself because somebody thinks you're behaving crazily. All you're doing is building your boldness muscle for when it matters, when it's important to step up, to speak up, to try something new. People, uh, why not try? Who wants a life of, of playing it safe? all the way Do you want that on your tombstone plate it as safe as Played possible safe. the entire way. <laughs> and now I'm dead. Uh, right. Not a good plan. Not, not the a way good. I'm going.
0: Well, you've given us Fred, a couple of tips earlier. Um, a couple minutes ago, you gave us a few tips when you're in the dental office. Let's talk a little bit about how dentists or team members can do some, can be more bold in their practices. You talked about asking for referrals or asking for a testimonial what are some other ways we can be more bold?
1: Well, it, one of the most important things that it, it takes boldness to give feedback, give honest, candid feedback, and you have to be prepared, right? It, that's one of the steps. You have to learn how to give feedback well. And guess what? It takes boldness to accept feedback, to take criticism. We say this a lot in Fortune. Is like, praise is wonderful. Criticism's useful. Mm-hmm. And yep. so you gotta invite it, take it, and you're gonna say, guess what? When you give me feedback, I'm gonna have a really unhappy face. So expect that, but I want it, I'm gonna take it in, I'm gonna process it. About 10 minutes later, it'll actually sink in and I'll change my behavior. Right. Uh, or whatever. Just but that you gotta it takes that confidence to say it's not gonna destroy me to get feedback that's how you're going to get better. That's what any coach is going to do. And, and, uh, you know, when a coach is working with you, they need to give you feedback. They need to say, you know, you never tell your team what you expect from them. You give them a great place to work. You bonus them, but you are hesitant to tell them that you expect them to hustle, to pay attention to the patients, to be fully present, to leave their BS at the door. Every morning when they walk in this place and control their attitude, spell that stuff out. It takes boldness to speak up and spell it out to your team.
0: So it really sounds like a lead, it's really a leadership skill is what it is. Yeah, boldness, right? It really
1: is. Yeah.
0: I love how you said it's also bold being able to take it and you utilize that feedback. Um, I'm also thinking about, you know, during an exam or having the hygienist say what he or she sees to help co-discover, you know, the treatment plan that needs to happen or doing great handoffs. There's a lot of um, communication that happens with the patients that takes a lot of boldness.
1: Yeah, you, you have to be bold enough to believe that dentistry is not expensive, that other stuff that they blow money on is expensive. Twenty thousand dollar handbag is expensive. A twenty thousand dollar smile makeover is an investment in your happiness every day for the rest of your life, and so you have to get comfortable saying, "You know, I I I know you think it's a lot of money to get implants, but everybody who does them is so happy with it and wish they did it ten years sooner." That takes confidence. That takes the boldness to speak up and express what you know is true about what you're doing in this place. Dentistry is a great thing to sell, to offer people, but they don't know that. Right. It doesn't take any boldness to assume that they know that dentistry is is great and wait for them to ask for it. That's hesitance. That's an opportunity killer.
0: So boldness with the, you know, telling the patient what they need, and maybe even working to enroll them in a larger treatment plan. I also see um, boldness in asking some of the questions that we teach in Fortune, like the "What's most important?" questions, and really trying to get into the world of the patient. That actually takes a lot of boldness.
1: Yeah, because you're you're coming at them. You want to be vulnerable yourself as you come at them. You say, "I, "I know you have probably have a lot of anxiety." about even the the process of what we're doing. A lot of my patients are like that. But when we're on the other side of it, they're really happy about it. And this goes back to preparation again. So much of what we do in, in Fortune is prepare you by showing you what has worked thousands of times, if not hundreds of thousands of times with patients. All you have to do is, you don't have to create it. You don't have to be Shakespeare creating the entire play yourself. The script is written. <laughs> you know, the the words are there. The phrases that pay are already there. You're just preparing yourself till you own them. And when you say them and they react, I mean, I do this all the time. I I, I like to freestyle everything. But when I do what I know works, then I remind myself, oh, yeah, I just need to step by step i can't go just buy my book it's fantastic it's going to change your life P- you know here's where to buy it like that does nothing right. i my enthusiasm does nothing i have to tell them why it would be impactful for them step by step in a way that relates to them you know you, when you and i speak we prepare ourselves we prepare stories that are meaningful that relate to what we're talking about
0: Exactly, And the dentist or the team member could even be, who's listening to this, maybe they could even be practicing in their car, how they're going to talk to different patients or, you know, really rehearsing and preparing how they're going to do that handoff. So the patient, you know, absolutely schedules that day or whatever it might be, but the preparation is just key. And then of course the relaxation and the breathing exercises, we get so much in our head and really that's talking about being present, which is what a lot of people are talking about.
1: Yeah. It, It takes boldness to ask for the patient to schedule the next appointment. They're not going to do it on their own. They're never going to do it on their own if you haven't noticed. But if you say, let's schedule it. And they say, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in six months. You say, well, let's schedule it. We can always move it. But in six months, you're coming here. Then you'll, you know what you're doing in six months. How exciting is that? Exactly. It's It's just simple ways of just saying it, but you have to speak up. You have to open your mouth. And, and then when they respond, now you're building the feedback loop. You're going, you know what? 95% of the time they book the appointment and then they show up. 100% of the time they don't book the appointment if you don't ask. Exactly. So That's it's, right. you know, it, it's the feedback loop builds itself by doing it the first time, the second time, and the third time and using the words that work. And if it doesn't work, you don't stop doing it forever because you can't. One person doesn't mean it doesn't work. It means it didn't work on them. But if it works on other people, it means it works. You're not going for 100% success. That never happens. But it means maybe you need to understand this patient a little bit better. You need to understand their disc profile, they're more analytic. You know, right. Or do they just need the warm blanket of love of the practice around them before they can say yes? Whatever the heck it is, um, you're, you're, you want to understand them and say, oh, for them, I have to ask them. Do I, I know if I ask them this way, they're going to do it. They're going to schedule. I'll get them to schedule every time. And now you now you've got four arrows in your quiver that you pull out based on who it is. I'm going to, I'm going to get them to schedule this way. It's going to be one, one person. You're going to just go, give me your phone. I'm going to schedule your next appointment. And the next person you're going to say, you know, you want to come in, right? You know, you always feel better when you clean your teeth and you know, you're always two months late if we don't schedule it. So we're going to schedule it, right? Yeah. Now you got the analytical guy and he does it because you called him out. So it's all of this stuff is just boldness in action.
0: And what you're talking about really is what we call in fortune, your sensory acuity. So using your boldness and then, you know, being acutely sensitive to the reaction of the patient or or the team member or whatever it is. And that just is really increasing your communication skills all around. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So Fred, you've given us a ton of information. You've walked us through the pride, um, the pride method, and you've given us a ton of examples of exercises that you can do and different ways we can use super boldness in our practices. Where can listeners get your book, find out more about you?
1: So the the super bold, you can buy on Amazon. It's the, it's in hardcover. It's in audio with me reading it. And it's on Kindle. If you do the digital version or the audio version, you can download a PDF of the exercises from fredjoyle.com. So I want you to have the physical exercises because you gotta do the exercises. And there's also journaling that you're gonna do about your experience with the exercise and some other exercises I'm putting you through that you're gonna write out. Uh, who's important to you, whose opinion should matter, things like that. Moments where you were bold, mo- moments you missed opportunities because you hesitated. You wanna, you wanna come to clear understanding of those times that mattered and where you blew it or where you succeeded. You want to analyze that. So all of that is is in the book and you're going to be journaling about it. You're going to be doing stuff in the book. That's it's not a right. book where you go read, oh, there's a bunch of great ideas. I think I'll give it to somebody else to read. This is about you doing stuff for you on a daily basis. You can also download the first chapter of the book there. Uh, if you're a hesitant person and you're not bold enough to just buy a book, and you can also book a half-hour consultation with me if you if you like I, like I don't get it or I'm so shy I'm I'm afraid to go into a bookstore which it's not in the bookstore anyway so don't go there um, <laughs> I will I will talk you through it book a book a half an hour with me I'll talk you through it if you're an executive or whatever or a practice owner that you go like I got some blind spots here can you can you just at least talk to me about it I'll I'll get you moving I'll I'll I'll, I'll jumpstart you. And also for my other books, there's in in, uh, in in the menu on fredjoyle.com, there's dental resources. Then you can see where to buy the book and highly recommend using when you buy the book, but everything is marketing or becoming remarkable, use Fortune as the discount code because uh, then they're way cheaper. Exactly. Don't, don't buy them on Amazon. It's, it's too. I mean, you can buy the Kindle or the Audible of those books on Amazon as well but don't buy the hardcover there because it's 30 bucks and it takes forever to be delivered. So uh, that's, but great if you're a Kindle advice. or a listener, use the, you know, use Amazon for all the books.
0: Okay, great. So Amazon or Fredjoyle.com There's clearly lots and lots of resources on there. Fred, thank you so much for your boldness in writing this book and thank you for who you are for the dental industry. And of course you're a friend of fortune, you're part of fortune and we're just so grateful for our relationship Anything else you want to leave the listeners with? Uh, Do something bold every day. And remember, you belong everywhere. Thank you for listening to the Practice Mastery Podcast. For more information on fortune management and to find an event in your area, please visit fortunemgmt.com.